so vain. I'm pretty sure the song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think the song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Monday, October 12th, 2020, and my name is Joe Batanz. I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. Today, I wouldn't say it's going to be a somber one, but it's going to be a sort of, like, the right phrases, worried one. Right here, on this Joe Batance, right here, on Thought Media. Top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz show where I, like I, I've said this many times before, use this show as my personal journal. And some days, you know, it's hilarious, funny stories. Some days it's scary stories. Sometimes it's boring. A lot of times it's boring stories. And sometimes it's like depressing and sad stories. And like I said, today is not, I don't know if any of, it's any of those things. But it is, you do find me in, I don't even know if worried is the right phrase. It's, um, I'm in a weird place right now. It's, uh, remember I told you guys, oh, so, uh, I think this was a couple of days ago. You know, my mom went in and got, uh, an endoscopy to check out a pancreatic cyst. Doctor looked at it and said, oh, nothing to worry about. We're going to send it for a biopsy. Well, this actually started yesterday after I recorded. I actually recorded this Joe Batanz today on the earlier side. Not early, but on the earlier side yesterday. And so a little while after we recorded yesterday's episode, I was outside watering my plants, my garden, my herb garden, talking to John Paul, and I was getting ready to record some other podcast. And uh, as and like the uh, the person was gonna meet me at like six o'clock my time I think, and I was literally talking to John Paul and on my way to come to my office and set up the recording stuff. My mom said she needed to talk to me, and I was like, "Oh well, I'm gonna do this." And she said it was very serious, so I hung up with John Paul, and it was and this is. You know, I'm with Kaiser Permanente is the name of my medical group. And I'm a little cross with them for a couple of things that have happened today. So they sent her the test results from the biopsy of the um, cyst. And all it was was just a number. And the name of the test is a scary name, you know, like, you know, I don't remember what it was a scary name that sounded like cancer and it's just a number with no point of reference. No, like this is no range, no standard range, or this is what you can expect, or this is what this number means. Just a number. And it's a Sunday evening. Obviously she can't get a hold of her doctor. Like what a, what an awful, awful thing 
to send someone on a Sunday evening when they can't talk to anybody, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I just, so she and my dad were very upset and I hear I was supposed to record this podcast in a couple of minutes. And so I text the person I'm doing the show with and say, hold on. And I, I say, there's something going on right now. So, let me get back to you. What's going to happen? And so they sent this number and the name of the test is a CEA, you know, and I'll tell you what that means in a second. And look, if you know, as you'll hear in a second, please contact me. Okay. So I'm Googling and that's the only thing I can do. I know that's not a wise thing to do, but we're in a case where like, we just have a number. We don't know what it means. You have your pancreatic cyst. What does this number mean? And my parents are freaking out. And so I Google and it takes quite a bit of work because there's different levels for blood and different levels for cyst. And so I finally find the right one. And the problem is, and this is still the problem, is that most of the stuff out there on pancreatic cysts is written by scientists and medical researchers for scientists and medical researchers and doctors. And so it's written in that jargon. It's very difficult to comprehend. I have to learn to read between the lines and use my, thank God I have good reading skills and reading skills to sort of figure out what they're trying to say. And it takes me about 20 minutes. And I figure out that what this test does is all it does is tell the doctors what kind of cyst my mom has. And the number tells them whether it's just a basic pseudocyst. You're learning, you're going to be learning things that I learned today. You know, and a pseudocyst is very watery. It's just liquid, just like the kind of like, almost like a blister. Or one with mucus in it. Okay, and how thick is this mucus? And that's what that number tells you is the thickness and the mucus and, and all that. This is based on my, I could be wrong for people who know what I'm talking about. And, um, and but I'm, I'm giving the simplified, not a simplified version, it's the way I understood trying to extricate from this very dense material. And I, and I looked for something that was, here's an easy way of explaining this. And I, I really couldn't find it. So that was what I was able to determine. It's just a, a, a way of classifying what kind of cyst it is. And it looked like my mom had something that was called, um, oh, the name escapes me now, but that it was a mucus-filled cyst, which can eventually lead to cancer. It's not cancer. It's just, it's precancerous, okay? But even in, in, in pancreatic cysts, there are way different kinds of classifications, even of those. Some of them are like, oh, they'll become cancer one day in years and years and years. And there's some like, oh, we got to take care of this now. But I wasn't able to tell based because it's so difficult to comprehend. If you're not a scientist or a medical researcher or a medical doctor, what the fuck they're talking about and what this number means in the context. Is it a high number? Is it a low number? What I was able to gather is that my mom had the one that was mucus filled, you know, the, the, so it's, it's, um, 
the kind that can eventually lead to cancer. But like I said, there's different classifications even in those, some more concerning than the others. Obviously, I know more information than that about my mom's cyst, but I don't know if I want to share my mom's entire medical history on the podcast. So, um, and so I tell them, I go, oh, you know, it's basically just a classification thing for what kind of cyst it is. Okay. There's mucus filled cysts. And I tell them this, and then this, this makes them feel a lot better. Okay. And they calm down and we're able to have a somewhat pleasant night. Okay. And but my mom emailed her doctor anyway and uh, said, can you call me and explain this? So we're having a very pleasant day today and it's, it's everything's going well. I recorded drag race Thailand. Uh, I actually, everything was going very, very well. Like I had a schedule, like I had to get ready for a bunch of different shows I had to record today and I was doing all the work I needed to do with that. And it all got done exactly when I wanted it to get done. And and I talked to Aiden at the right times, and they were very pleasant phone calls, even to the point, and I should have just known that I was setting myself up here, where like by three o'clock, I was like, oh my God, because I wasn't recording my next podcast until 6.30. I pretty much have the afternoon off. I've done all my homework. Let me work on other little things. I was actually going to, there's so many things I'm working on right now, guys, that you guys don't know about. And let me work on this and let me work on that. Or maybe I'll take a nap or maybe I'll work out. Maybe I'll take a shower. I was like, I just have the whole afternoon. You know, this is unusual for a work day. Mostly because of my disorganization. So I'm always like trying to get things done. Last minute. This time all my homework was done. And it was right around then. It was like around like three o'clock. I was like, okay, I've eaten lunch. I've, uh, you know, settled down now. And I was right. I was going to write a song parody actually. I was in the beginning of writing a song parody and the phone rang and it was my mom's doctor. And I hear, I hear her and she's, she's, she, he called her cell phone, but she says, can you please call the house phone? Cause I don't get good reception here. And he calls the house phone and I, and I know she's going to, she always does this. She's going to put it on speaker so that we can all hear the doctor. And of course my dad freaks out and just doesn't even turn the, the TV super loud can't, I can't hear the doctor, so I have to go downstairs, turn the TV off, and then go listen. But by that point, and this is, again, to show you how kind of upset that with Kaiser I am. By the time I walk downstairs, pause the television, and walk to the whether my mom has the phone, the phone call is pretty much almost done. The doctor calls my mom and says, we got the results. You do not have cancer, but... Your cyst is precancerous. Uh, I'm referring you to a specialist. See you later, essentially. Hung up. That's how it's not much longer than that. My mom asked a couple of questions more about other things she has going on. And he was like, oh, I don't know anything about that. But uh, but the, the phone call was under two minutes. And again, it didn't answer any questions. It didn't. There were no, like, I had so many questions, and my dad got very upset. My mom, I could tell, was upset, but was trying to keep strong. I mean, there was, what is that? I mean, I know more now, everyone, okay, just so you know. I know more now. But I was upset. Like, what? who just calls and says, you don't have cancer. What you have is precancerous. Later, 
someone's going to be calling you at some point that we don't know when, and you have to schedule an appointment and talk to that specialist. By the way, the person that the doctor that called is an endocrinologist who specializes in the pancreas. He could answer these questions. What's funny is in doing my research, I knew knowing exactly what kind of cyst it was gave us so much more information. Okay. And just knowing that would be a million times more information than what I had. And um, so we're still in limbo now. We still don't know exactly. I mean, I know more information about pancreatic cysts in general, but I don't know what kind of cyst my mom has. Um, but here's the good news, and here's what I've told myself. Oh, so anyway, let me tell you what I did, because it, it helps. Is I said, you know what? Because Google really wasn't helping. Page after page after page was either way too general or um, most of the time, nine times out of ten, was so specific and so filled with jargon that it was useless to anyone who didn't speak that medical language and understand what they were talking about. I mean, completely useless. And I was just like, I just need a simple explanation for what's going on. So what I decided to do is I went to YouTube. And thank God for YouTube. Now, by the way, the same problem exists on YouTube. It's a bunch of people speaking in medical jargon. And there's a weird dispassionate sense to it. They're talking for other medical professionals where it's just it's numbers and science. There's just no real human side to it. It's very, very strange. And I finally found from Johns Hopkins University and from Columbia University a few YouTube videos that were meant for the average consumer, the average patient. Here's what this is. Here's what this means. And it gave me a lot of comfort. I, I get I get comfort when I'm anxious in, in, in information, in facts, you know? And what I learned, and again, like I'm saying, I'm imploring you, actually, if you're out there and you know more about this, either because you've been through it or a family member of yours went through it so you know a lot about it or you work in the medical profession and you have more information, I'm really only asking this because there is a dearth of information about this specifically, about pancreatic cysts. I mean, yes, there's a lot of information out there, but like I said, not for the average person. Not someone who says, this is what you have and this is what it means. And it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be, but but what does that mean? What does any of this mean? I think it's almost kind of cruel. It's torture. Like I don't understand. I, I really am at a loss for why a doctor would call and just say, yeah, here it is later. Bye. And I have a lot of thoughts on this, but that's going to save that for another day or something. But anyway, so what I learned from these videos is for the most part, you know, because look, you hear about pancreatic cancer. My mom doesn't have cancer. And we know it's a death sentence, you know, because for the most part, like like 90% of people who get it die within everyone that I know dies very quickly, you know, uh, within a few weeks. Um, 
months sometimes. And but and so the doctor was very clear that my mom did not have cancer. Now we already know what's on our imaging. There's a, a two centimeter cyst. Okay. And um <clears throat> that it's precancerous. And what else I learned from the videos is the way there's a way that you that you know you treat this either and the doctor will help decide. You monitor it, you know. Uh, I get the I get the sense that unless it's really, really bad news. They don't want to do surgery. My mom's cyst is on the tail, which seems to be in, in these kinds of cases, a good place for it to be on the tail of the pancreas. And so if they do want to surgically remove it, they can do it. Uh, and I guess there's ways that to do it in a very non-invasive way. I don't know that much about that world. Again, they're very vague on these medical things. Again, I think because they're afraid of lawsuits and whatnot. So I don't even know what that surgery looks like, what it means. <clears throat> the things I saw in medical journals were kind of scary. And um, but but like I said, they want their goal is to prevent it from becoming cancer. And one of the things that I saw that really actually, believe it or not, made me feel better is because they're talking about extreme cases where people have multiple cysts on there and that multiple multi, a lot of them are going to turn into cancer. They were saying we could even you a person could live very well and not have a pancreas uh i don't know how they do it but the, the, the and this is on the johns hopkins video i believe was like we could even remove the pancreas you know uh and a person could live a normal life without a pancreas a healthy life without a pancreas i don't know how that works but this is what the video said and so uh my mom has one two centimeters uh that cyst that when the doctor first saw it said it was non-worrisome and maybe it might still be non-worrisome that's the thing too is when i was reading about this they have benign mucus cysts and they don't know that much about them that eventually in years and years and years they can turn into pancreatic cancer okay but it takes a very long time that's why often they just want to monitor them um then there's some that are more and they want to watch those and so like God, I just really wish someone would just explain it to me. So, so I was sharing with Adam Vaught that based on what I saw on YouTube and what I, the little that I've read that I understand, that in a weird kind of way, this is a blessing. Um, what happened to my mom is how most people's uh, pancreatic cysts are found, is that they're found accidentally through imaging for something else. Someone gets a CAT scan because for some other reason, and this is found. Okay. And the sense that I get, even though they won't say this on there, is that this is probably a blessing in disguise. That if you find it and it's precancerous, then that's almost, I wouldn't say good. You obviously want one that isn't precancerous or whatnot, but that, oh, that's great. We found it before it turned into cancer and now we can deal with it. And we can we can stop it from becoming cancer if we monitor it and take care of it. We can stop it from becoming cancer and killing you, you know. And I get that. That's the sense that I'm getting. And um, that makes me feel fine. What worries me, though, is and this was making me anxious and sad and depressed is. The anxiety that I feel is I want to be able and this is why I was so frustrated with not having this information at handy is to have the answer or at least the, the knowledge to ask the right questions of the doctors 
so that my parents understand what the doctors are saying and that they can realize that this, my, my mom gets it actually. My mom does get it. I talk to her and she gets it and she doesn't seem very scared. She sees that this is actually a good thing. But I can tell my dad is freaked out. I can tell my dad is scared and there's no way I don't have, and this is what makes me frustrated, that I don't have the tools to give him the questions to the answer, the answers to the questions that he has. And we have to wait for who knows how long until we get the answers to the questions we all have. And then until then, he's going to be anxious. And that makes me sad that I cannot fix that anxiety, that I can't solve that anxiety. That's what my anxiety is. I'm actually not worried. Like I said, I actually think this is not a blessing in disguise, but like, wow, what, you know, no one wants to have a polyp in their colon, but when you find one that's precancerous, thank God you removed it. And that's sort of how I feel I am here, but I wish I could explain that to my parents and have the tools, and I don't. Hopefully I have an update for you tomorrow, right here on this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. 